Stuck in my head. Good morning. It's uh, like noon. <laughs> Is it? Oh, it's Just eleven. About. It's eleven thirty-seven. But probably not when you watch this. That'd be really. That would be like Inception. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> but it would be a cool coincidence if you were watching at eleven thirty-seven. It would be spooky. It's not like we live stream it. So. No. Anyways. <laughs> Welcome back to another podcast. Yeah. Number eight. I can't believe it's been like two months. Yeah, that's crazy. It's insane. I feel like it's been like two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Every single podcast, you have to somehow bump into I something. I always hit the table. Good thing <laughs> we used to have the, the camera attached to, we have a computer here. We used to have the camera attached, but I'd bump the table so then it would like wobble the camera. Yeah. <laughs> but still, if you bump the table, the microphones pick it up. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. We actually match our microphones today. Oh, we do. Yeah, you're wearing white. And I'm wearing black. Yeah. Yin and yang. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So this podcast is uh, inspired by my obsession with... um, (laughs) Paranormal. (laughs) BuzzFeed Unsolved. I've just been obsessed with it lately. But I've... It's interesting because I'm I'm on two sides of, of, of it like with most things because i'm usually like obsessed with something but i also kind of don't believe it in it yeah right like i'm a very scientific person but growing up i've always loved watching things like uh ghost hunters and and that kind of thing i even watched it was a terrible show no offense to the people who made it but i even watched ufo hunters which is like you don't ever catch it on video Right? You don't hunt UFOs. You don't hunt UFOs. <laughs> it's not like they're just out in the wild at all times. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really believe... I mean, I believe in, like, ghosts and stuff. And, like, I believe in aliens. But who's calling me right now? Oh, no. <laughs> I'm not going to answer. It's fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> She'll understand. <laughs> it's always when I'm podcasting. Suddenly, I'm super popular. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was I saying? Um, I believe in, like... I kind of believe in ghosts and I mean not like ghosts per se but I believe that there's something like another plane that we don't really yeah yeah but it's not like ghosts like you know well for me it's like I'm like yeah ghosts don't exist but then as soon as I'm like alone or like in an (laughs) old house like I grew up in a pretty old house and then I'll tell a story later on maybe about uh one that was near my house that we went into um but whenever I'm, I'm like alone, I get freaked out and I feel like there's somebody watching me or mm-hmm. something around me. And it's like when I was growing up and I was in the basement and I was going up the stairs, leaving the basement, I'd have to run every single time because <laughs> I always felt like there was something chasing me. Yeah, some sort of demon. And I mean, like I've had experiences, but at the same time, I'm, I'm also a firm believer of humans, like we find patterns in things mm. and we, we, we are, we are pattern recognition machines it's like in um, in BuzzFeed Unsolved when they use that spirit box thing, which like is so stupid, but I really want one. Um, it's It scans, for those of you who don't know, it scans radio frequencies at a certain interval, like quickly, mm-hmm. so that it'll pick up little snippets of like words and things. And it only scans like talk radio and, and other, those kind of radio stations, not music. So you're not getting like random bits of music in there. But they think that, 
people think, investi paranormal investigators think that spirits can use the energy in those radio waves and, and the, the electronic device to manipulate it and like speak through it, basically. Like Bumblebee in Transformers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so if you, if you hear like more than one word in a row to form part of a sentence or a sentence, then it's got to be a bit more like convincing because you're not going to get, you know, two or three words in a row because it's not going to be the same radio station. Yeah. Especially if it makes sense. Um, I want to believe it because I think it's really cool. I love watching. Like, I don't really like watching BuzzFeed Unsolved. It kind of creeps me out a little bit. I get all weird. But I love the spirit box because <laughs> I don't know. It's just so cool. They'll be like, they'll be like, is there somebody here? And it'll be like, yes. And they'll be like, what is your name? And they'll be like, Jeff. Right? <laughs> Jeff. My name is Jeff. Oh, it did say Jeff. It did. Yeah. And then, and they're like, okay, Jeff, like, is there anybody else in here? And it's like, yes. And then it, it was like, it was like Brie. And, and they were like, oh, someone named Brie. And then like, it was like, Jeff, stop it. Right? Yeah. So it was like, they were talking to each other. And then they were like, oh, how many, how many ghosts are in the room? And they're like, three. Like, I just, I love it. It's so yeah, cool. Yeah. Like, even if it is fake. But or, what I don't... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, so, um, what I, what kind of, you know, makes me feel like it's not really real is we were watching it when they were doing the spirit box and I was on my phone. So I was like looking down and not like, because when it, for those of you who haven't seen it, when it says something, it has the subtitle of what they think they're saying. Yeah. And I, it was just took complete gibberish. They did not say a word. Yeah, and that's that's where the pattern recognition thing comes mm -hmm. in. You hear what you want to hear. It was a reach, yeah. Right, like there were they were in. Um, I think it was the Pennsylvania. What is it? The penitentiary, oh, the really famous penitentiary, yeah. and it, they had um, Al Capone in there. Yeah. At one point, and they were like in Al Capone's cell, and they were like Al Capone, blah blah, blah talking to him, right? <laughs> and then the spirit box was like, "Get out!" But it's like it just sounded like. Rah, rah. Yeah. And they are like, oh, it said get out. Or the one guy was like, it said get out. Yeah. Right? I like, and the other guy's like, it's just like, bam, 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 like noise. Yeah. I like that they have, it's almost like X-Files. Like they have one person who believes in it and then one person who does, does not. Yeah, yeah. I think that for that kind of thing, it always needs to be yeah. that. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I liked Ghost Hunters because at the same time as trying to prove that ghosts were real and communicate with like spirits and stuff, they were also trying to debunk it. Yeah. Right? They were like, well, this could also be this. Mm -hmm. But, you know, in this situation, it seemed unlikely. Yeah, I remember there was one episode that you were watching, and I hate that show. Like, I, <laughs> with a burning passion. I think it's really stupid. So no offense to anybody who watches it or works <laughs> on it, but I just hate it. And you were watching it, and it was like, everybody sees these lights in this room, like, whenever they're in here. And so, like, they spend, like, the whole video, the whole episode investigating it, and they're like, oh, well, there's a window here and there's traffic outside, so people are just seeing headlights. I'm like, really? Like, that's like the lamest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> well, and there was one episode of Ghost Hunters where they were like, there's this really famous picture from Ghost Hunters, and it's like, you can see down the hall, this guy took a picture, and down the hall, at the end of the hall, there's like a shadow of a person, mm. right? But then when the Ghost Hunters went there, or whoever was investigating, they looked at the picture again, they realized the shadow had no arm from the elbow, from the elbow down and then they're realizing if they stand there and they're holding a camera it is their own shadow mm. like and it was super easy to debunk so i thought that was quite interesting that is yeah and i mean like i'm a huge 
I want to believe kind of person. I'm a huge X-Files fan. <laughs> yeah. So it's, I love all that paranormal stuff. And I'm sure we're going to make more than one podcast about <laughs> this kind of thing. So then maybe we'll make another one in like October around Halloween That'd kind of fun. thing. Yeah. Get all spooky. Maybe do it in the dark with candles. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I'm going to burp. I always burp during podcasts. <laughs> I get all nervous and I swallow air. I don't know. All right. So you were going to chat, kind of challenge me. Yeah, a bit. I had an idea that, okay, we didn't prepare at all for this. I haven't even looked at it. I was thinking um, I could, because you're really into this stuff. I'm like, meh, right? So yeah. I thought I could just tell you these un- unresolved mysteries, which is the name of a show apparently when I looked it up, but, <laughs> or unsolved <laughs> mysteries. I don't know. And you would tell me what you think it is, like what you think happened. Yeah. yeah. Um, cause I'm not really into it. Like I, so if you told me I would be like, Meh. as someone who wants to believe, I have to come up with an explanation. Yes. And maybe we'll tell a couple of our own personal experiences along the way. Oh, can we do that first? Yeah, sure. Okay. When we were in LA. <laughs> oh, an LA one. Yeah. Um, we were going to the pool on the roof and the, the door in between uh-huh. Is always like super heavy and I can never open it, right? Yeah. But like, I don't remember what ha- what exactly happened. I like tried to open it and I was like, I can't open it. It's too heavy. And then it just like fucking opened. Sorry. <laughs> I always try not to swear. <laughs> it just like opened a tiny bit and I was like, what? Yeah. And then and then I was like, that's really creepy. And then it closed and I was like, was that like a ghost or something? And then it opened again and I was like, oh my I... god. And like like okay, but like three times in a row it would like close and then I was like. Seriously, that's like a ghost. Every time I said ghost, it would open. Yeah. In my opinion, I know it's windy up there, so I think it's the wind. Okay, but why can't I open the friggin' door? Am I just weak? <laughs> you need to go to the gym more. Like, does um, a ghost lift more than me? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but speaking of doors opening on their own, I've experienced that multiple times mm-hmm. where it just does not make sense. I mean, I do have an explanation for for one of them, but then there was another one where I was on my own And it freaked me out. And then I tried to recreate it later. Like, tried really hard to recreate it. And it's just, it was impossible to recreate. Mm. Um, So the first one I'll talk about is, like, my sister and I, we had a friend that lived across the street from us growing up. And I think I was probably, like, 12 and my sister was, like, 15 or 16. So we were, you know, young teens. Mm -hmm. Um, And my our friend across the street, the, the two houses next to hers are like really old houses in the neighborhood because our, our neighborhood is like really old. Um, uh, it used to be an old orchard, like 150, 200 years ago. Um, so there's a lot of history and the, the one house, so the neighbors, our, our friend across the street, her parents bought the two houses next door to fix up and like basically rent out and make a profit off of. Um, but there was the one house in the middle. So the friend house was on the right. And then the, the, the two other houses were owned by a mother and a daughter and the mother owned the smaller house and the daughter lived in like the big house, the big house in the, was in the middle and it was built by one of the like founding people of the town. So it it has a really cool history to it. It was built in like 1920. It's a pretty old house, almost a hundred years old. Um, and so as they were fixing up the house, it was empty. We were us kids and more friends were just hanging out, playing around in the house when we had free time. 
so we were we would always like joke that it was haunted and like we'd find things in the house like we'd find like a weird necklace or something and then eventually i wasn't there when this happened so i can't say that it was actually true but someone crawled into the attic for some reason i don't know why it was scary um and found a ouija board in the attic i have so many stories of ouija boards yeah but anyways in this house multiple times we'd be just sitting in the living room and the stairs up to the up to the upstairs to the bedrooms had a door on it it was like a covered stairwell and had a door and that door would open by itself all the time even like with no explanation we'd just be standing and all of a sudden we're sitting in the living room and all of a sudden it would open slowly Mm. creepy and like creak and everything and then we'd all be freaked out so we'd go upstairs and we'd all be standing on the stairs and then the door would close by itself that's weird i told my dad that and my dad's a building inspector he's worked construction like his entire life he's like oh it's just the weight difference in the house like (laughs) the door is on a hinge right and so you're on one side of it and then it opens and then you're on the other side and it closes Mm. but i'm like i don't know and then there was one day when we were all, we were having like a pizza party in the house and we, it was like stormy outside and we were all freaked out. And there were actually a couple times where we asked like our, our friend's dad to like trick people. So we would, we, a couple of us would know and then no one else would know and he'd turn off the power to the house. <laughs> That's evil. <laughs> yeah. But there was one time when we were having that pizza party and we were just having a good time hanging out and then all of a sudden the front door just like blows open. But then we debunked that by figuring out we hadn't closed it. We hadn't lashed yeah, it properly. Yeah, and then there was wind. Yeah. Okay, um, tell one of your stories, and then I'll tell the one where I, I tried to debunk it, and I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't debunk it. Wait, which one? The Ouija board? No, you just tell one of your stories, right? Because we're telling stories right now. Oh, I thought you were saying that, you, like, tell one of the stories where you, you tried to debunk it, and you couldn't. No, no, I said you tell one of your stories, and then I'll tell the one where I tried to debunk it. One of my stories where oh, I tried to debunk okay. it. Oh, <laughs> okay. Can't understand English. I'm too excited right now. <laughs> um, well, when I was 15, I moved schools and I became friends with these this group of girls. And I don't know how it started. We were just like, we should make a Ouija board. You made one? Yeah, we made one. That's even creepier because it's like, like, I'm sorry to interrupt your story, but like, Ouija boards are, they're supposed to be, like, a portal to, like, the spirit realm or, like, you know, people talk about demons. That stuff freaks me out. Like, ghosts, it's like, okay. No, don't say that word. <laughs> but, like, ghosts, okay, sure, fine. But demons? I don't want to get, like, possessed or so, whatever. This girl that I was friends with, ironically, she's, like, super Christian. Hmm. And she's the one who was like, let's make a Ouija board. And she, like, looked up how to make a Ouija board. <laughs> But, rebellious teenage girls yeah um <laughs> and uh it started out fine it was like i was new to the school it was like my first month there or something so nobody really knew much about me but like we were using the ouija board i mean maybe they like googled me or something no but that doesn't make sense because they we were talking to like a spirit and and they said like they would say things about us that like like none of the other one like one of us knew yeah like, I don't want to say any of it, just in case it's... Well, for one of the girls, it was, like, her middle name. Like, nobody mm. knew her middle name. Yeah. And she was like, okay, if this is real, then what's my middle name? And it spelled out her middle name. <laughs> but um, when we tried to just... Like, it got really creepy. Like, it got kind of, like... We would play in the auditorium, um, which was, like, super old and 
creepy. Yeah. Um, but we got really scared because I don't remember exactly what happened. We started talking to... Well, I mean, to Zozo, apparently. Uh. <laughs> I kind of doubt it. Yeah. Um, and it just got really creepy. And you're not supposed to um, take your hand off of the... What's it called? The planchet or whatever it's Yeah, called. I don't know what it's called. Um, without saying goodbye. Otherwise, it, like, it can open the door to... It can, like, latch onto you, I guess. Yeah, the, whoever you. you're talking to can, like, has a chance to, yeah. yeah, keep the door open. And, um... And so we got really freaked out, and I think, like, we took our hand off and stuff. And then, like, weird stuff started happening. Like, like, we tried to get rid of it, and you're not supposed to burn it, you know? Oh, yeah. Because, I don't know, it just said online, like, don't burn it. And we were like, well, it's just cardboard. So, like, that's, like, the easiest way to burn it. But then, like, this one girl started, like, as soon as we lit it on fire, she started, like, screaming. And she was like, put it out, put it out. So we put it out, and then she stopped. But, I mean, She's like, just it scared was probably... of fire. <laughs> no, she said it felt like she was burning. Yeah. But, I mean, it was probably fake, honestly. You never know. Like, teenage but... girls were so dramatic. You never know. I mean, like, that Ouija board that was found in the house across the street from mine, mm-hmm. where I grew up in, um, It's we still have it. It's in the house mm. in Courtney. Yeah, you're not supposed to destroy Ouija boards. They say just to bury it. Yeah. So I think I think that's what they ended up doing. I don't know. I wasn't there, so. Yeah, I I always I'm always curious because it's like the spirit box, right? It's how you interpret it. Mm-hmm. I like the spirit box a little bit better, or whatever it's called, because. You don't control it, right? With yeah. the Ouija board, everyone has to have their hands on mm-hmm. that thing and move it, it around. It might be like a subconscious thing. Subconscious, or one person is influencing it, right? Yeah. So. No, but you can feel it if somebody's pushing it around. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're just supposed to rest your fingers like very lightly on it. Yeah. So I understand like a tiny bit of like force, but if you're like pushing it, yeah. like you can tell. Yeah. It's when it comes to that kind of thing, because I like science. When it comes to that kind of thing, I get really skeptical and I've never actually used one by myself or before yeah. uh, myself not well, by myself you, you can't, you can't use, use it by, by myself. i didn't mean like that i've yeah. never used one myself mm-hmm. um but it always it freaks me out and i remember when we had when we were talking before that ouija board was found we were actually talking about buying one to use in that house i feel like buying a ouija board wouldn't do anything hasbro makes them <laughs> like that's that's where you get them like you buy them at to- they have, they sell them at Toys R Us. But they have like they have like beautiful like carved wooden ones. Yeah, Those you can get so cool. you can get like artisan ones, and that's what I we were actually talking about getting like a nice one, not yeah, just like a cheap be really one. Expensive, yeah, well, and that's why we didn't end up getting one. Yeah. And then we found like the Hasbro old. It looked like it was from the the like the eighties. Well, that makes me just think it's fake. Yeah. If Hasbro um, sold it, yeah, they're like capitalizing on spirits. Yeah, <laughs> they're like. Okay, so we we have this technology or this ability to contact spirits. How can we profit from it? <laughs> um, but anyways, when we were talking about getting one, uh, my friend's mom was like, "Don't do it." Like I used a Ouija board when I was a kid, and it like freaked me out. Yeah, and, like, it, you're not allowed to use it. God, like, that followed me for years. I remember I told you about it on our first date. Yeah, and you freaked out. <laughs> I did. It scared me a little bit. The, it was just scary. the demon stuff scares me. Well, I, there was at some point like I think I blocked it out of my memory, but I remember that like somebody. Just got started, possessed. Yeah, got possessed, basically. I mean, I think that was when we all took our hands off of the the planche. I don't know yeah. if that's what it's called, but um, I, I honestly can't remember what happened. I think she just started, like, laughing really creepily and just, like, could not stop laughing. And, yeah, that's that's just her screwing with you. Yeah. Yeah. 
But yeah. it creeped us out. Like, I mean, what? we were in this, like, old auditorium that was, like, completely quiet and nobody else was there. Yeah. It was, like, the lights turned down. Yeah. Well, it's we when you're... We were asking for it. Yeah, you're asking <laughs> for it. And that's, I mean, that's the whole point of a Ouija board is you're yeah. inviting... Spirits and Spirits, demons. yeah. And that's the thing is I'm, I want to believe it because I think that would be cool. And it gives a little bit more meaning to, like, life after death kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and, But then at the same time, it's kind of part of my brain is like that doesn't seem possible well it's like who would we be talking to it's whoever's like chilling in the area right it's not like it's not like i mean i don't know how you summon people or or they're just like people following you or like whatever right and then you gotta take into account like i remember i used to watch i didn't watch very much of it but there was like this penn state show where there was like a guy and he was like i'm gonna contact spirits he would get mediums on the show all the time and like the mediums were always so dramatic and like kind of fluffing it up a lot right so there's a show called like hollywood medium or whatever and they have celebrities on (laughs) they tell them yeah i don't even know well then that that's almost a kind of a type of magician because magicians can read people and people have tells well and and if they're celebrities their lives are very very public yeah but anyways the one that i couldn't debunk was I was doing like chores. I was vacuuming in the basement, the mm-hmm. basement bedroom. And there's like those old um, closet doors. You There's two of them and you have to pull them. And they kind of like fold out as you pull them. Mm. It's like the ones in the front here. Oh, yeah. And it, but there were but two of them. They're two. very old. So they're kind of like creaky. stiff and creaky. And I was just vacuuming. They were closed. And I bumped one and it just flew open. Hmm. And it freaked me out. I left the vacuum on and bolted back upstairs. <laughs> And then I finally got the courage to, like, go back downstairs and turn off the vacuum. It was still on. It was still on. Like, I, I had left it <laughs> down there so for, funny. like, ten minutes, like, just chilling, like, <laughs> and I came back down, and I was, I would have been even more freaked out if the vacuum was turned off when I came back downstairs. <laughs> that would have been, yeah. Anyways, that was just my brain going, ooh. But I tried. I was like, okay, I'm going to try and just recreate this because this could be just me bumping into it. So I closed it. And I hit it, like, really hard, and I bumped into it a bunch of times in a bunch of different places, tried to get exactly the same spot that I bumped into it before with the vacuum, and I could not get it but to open. But maybe it wasn't fully closed. No, it was clo- Those doors. Hmm. I'll show you next time we're there. Those doors, like, I very remember clearly. But maybe, like, you know, like you were saying, we make up things and we change our memories. So yeah. who knows? But that freaked me out, and I will never forget that. And that basement just always gave you the creeps. Anyways, let's do a couple of those. Um, oh, sure. I'll try and come up with a rational explanation. Is that what I'm trying to do? Um, where did it go? It left. Oh, there it is. Well, maybe both. Both? Yeah. Okay. Okay. What? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Reminds me of Alexa. Okay. Um, I don't know. They're all, like, either really long or there's, like, nothing. Oh. Um. Okay. <laughs> this is weird, but I kinda, I'm kind of digging it. All right. Why does High School Musical's Corbin Blue have the third most widely translated Wikipedia page of any person, living or dead? So widely translated, what does that mean? Like, does it mean like it's the most detailed or it's translated into a lot of um, 
different languages. Um, it says, a random search of the Blue Wikipedia page edit histories reveal no common names or IP addresses associated with page edits or creations. Um, nor were the... So, everything about him... Yeah, there's so much about him, and it was never... Like, if you go through the histories of, of, of who edited it, yeah. there's been nobody. Like, nobody ever at all. Well, there was... It was created in 2006 by by a person and it says that but but like information just appeared and over the past 10 years there's been no nobody has added anything okay okay i gotta get i got two i got one rational one okay and um one sort of like paranormal kind of one okay paranormal ish okay so the rational one i'll start off with that rational one is stage mom that's my explanation. Stage mom. So when he started to, like, when his career started to flourish a little bit, his mom was, like, super supportive or a family member and yeah. was like, okay, I'm going to go on Wikipedia and create a Wikipedia page for him so he can be searched on the internet and get information. And that same person, because it just says it's created by the one person, right? So I wonder if that same person goes back and adds. It doesn't really go in as an edit or, like, so that same person is just going in and, and keeps adding stuff. Or they've kept the same tab open since 2006 to keep editing it because they're so supportive. Okay, but of there's their... something else. So, so how? So what I said was just like a little detail. They were like, so this is also weird. But the weird thing is it has been translated into every language and there's been no record of it. Even dead languages. Dead? Like Latin. And Aztec. Pennsylvania Dutch. What? Really? Yeah. I'll have to do some research on this because this so is So people like, are like, is this just the it just one person doing this? It's either one person, like that's the rational explanation, or <laughs> or it's like a ghost in the machine. Like AI <laughs> that's been that's manu that's not been manufactured, that's basically been born through the internet. Like um uh what's the word? Um, miraculously. Yeah. Or like, like an AI is like... That's what I mean. Like an yeah. AI oh, has been miraculously mean. created oh, through the internet. I thought you meant an actual ghost. Just, well, yeah, but it basically it is a ghost because we don't know about it. We can't track it. We don't... You know, mm. it's like undetectable. So I think that that's what it could be. Like I always wonder about the internet and weird things that happen on the internet that are unexplainable. And I wonder if that's like... We created the internet. The internet's been around for so long now, like 40 years, 45 years. And who knows what it could have um, evolved into. Yeah. Because I, I you hear of... I think we don't even know half the stuff. Well, you hear of these people who are, who are actively trying to create AI. Yeah. And they accidentally create something and then it learns and they have to shut it down because it, it basically um, becomes its own thing. Yeah. Because that has actually happened, by the way. <laughs> you ready for the next one? Yes. In 1998, a man named Lenny was having breakfast with his son when an unidentified man inquired about a horse that Lenny had for sale. Lenny left with the man without his son. He left his son at the restaurant. And Lenny never came home. It was later revealed that Lenny had never advertised that he had a horse for sale. Okay, rational rational explanation. Yes. It was planned by Lenny and this man. They had a romance. 
and it's like it's like the equivalent of dad went to go get a uh, carton of milk or a pack of cigarettes and never came back um that's my rational explanation Mm. and then the other one is um stalker Mm. yeah i guess it's not why would he go with him because the guy stalks him knows he has a horse and maybe knows that he's thinking about selling it right Mm. maybe lenny's been talking to his family thinking you know what we're not doing so great financially i'm just making up stuff right now (laughs) um and we, we have this extra horse and it's like you know we i i could sell the horse and get by with selling the horse and um and this guy's been stalking him, right? And uh, and then he's like, oh, I'm, I'm a, I happen to be looking for a horse. Are you selling a horse? And he's like, I've been thinking about selling my horse. No, but the son, the son was there, and the guy was like, oh, I saw you have a horse for sale. Oh. Can I look at it? But then wouldn't like, Lenny be like, what the heck are you talking about? I don't have a horse for sale. Well, yeah, exactly. So it's a little bit... So I think you're right that it was planned because down here it says, six months after his disappearance, a man phoned the police saying, claiming that he saw Lenny in a bar, but when the police got there, the guy was gone. Hmm. Both the guy who called, like the guy who called was anonymous. Yeah. He, he did, wouldn't say who he was. And the guy, there was nobody in there who looked like Lenny. Interesting. So I think, I think he ran away. He planned his disappearance. Yeah. yeah. That's what it sounds like to me. But, I mean, what do I know? (laughs) (laughs) Um, A man has been held in a Canadian maximum security prison for six years. Nobody knows who he is, and he refuses to give his identity. Okay. I guess I don't really have, like, a paranormal explanation, but I have a rational explanation that's very mysterious. Do you want me to, to read more? Sure. So, in 2013, he was arrested for committing over $400,000 in fraud. Like, he was claiming to be this man who had, and they found out that he had um, committed $400,000 in fraud. But then it turned out that he wasn't actually this guy. They found Hmm. out after he was charged that he's not actually this guy. But he's still in prison. But he's still in prison. For that. Yeah. Okay. So, now I do have two explanations. Okay. The rational one is, he's just, like, he's a nobody who's been doing fraud, fraudulent activity his entire life. Mm. And and he's he's done so much fraud that nobody knows who he is. There's no record of him, basically. Mm. Right? He's been so many different people that it's like... And maybe the Canadian government doesn't know who he is, but because he his life is all about uh, being somebody else, he'll never say who he actually is. Mm. Because maybe he has a secret life, a past, that he's running away from, and that's why he started becoming fraudulent in the first place. Then my other explanation that's a little bit more mysterious is it's like he's a spy, like a secret agent. Because, like, wouldn't wouldn't his friends or family or anybody who knows him be not like, if oh, he was, this is this guy, right? Not if he was, like, a Russian spy. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, okay. Otherwise, yeah. like, his friends or family would be like, yeah, this is this guy. Yeah. So. Well, it says here that. Or you could even be a, a Canadian spy that's so deep. Because we always hear about, like, CIA or or American spies or people who work in, like, these top-secret organizations that basically have no identity because their whole life has been devoted to this, um, like, act of espionage or whatever, right? Yeah. We don't know that Canada doesn't have that. We just, we're just known for beavers and maple syrup, right? So... <laughs> um, the top comment is, my first reaction is that whatever he's trying to get away from is way worse than maximum security prison. Yeah. And he probably won't be talking about what that is ever. Mm-hmm. So he could have been running away from something and then decided, what's a really great country? 
go to Canada, get caught, get caught um, doing something illegal so that he could get, like, in a way where he get put into maximum security prison because that's protecting him Mm -hmm. from something. Wow. Mm -hmm. Um, Are there any, like, paranormal kind of ones? Not really. Like, I'm looking at the top ones ever Mm -hmm. on Reddit. Um... I would. Um, uh, oh, okay. Okay, go ahead. Um, a sixteen-year-old smoked weed at a party and then started freaking out and called her stepmother to come pick her up. And so her stepmom picked her up, and uh-huh. took her home and said, "Just go to sleep and it'll be fine." So the girl went to sleep, and then in the morning she wasn't in her bed. It was like, like she had never been there. Interesting. Okay, so. I have a rational explanation. Um, it's quite common, more common in men than, than women, but quite common for people who have never smoked marijuana before to, when they do smoke it, it basically triggers underlying mental health issues that were already there, but they weren't that bad. And the marijuana can cause it to be worse because it alters brain chemistry. So my theory is that she had some sort of schizophrenia mm. or something like that that was underlying. And when she smoked marijuana, it kind of kicked it into high gear and so that's why she was freaking out um and then when her mother stepmother took her home um it didn't stop and she basically ran away but because there's paranoia maybe she was covering up her tracks as she was running away Hmm. and she could have like died right she's still missing she's still missing yeah then the other theory is that's a little bit more mysterious guys is um, alien abduction it, well no actually i wasn't <laughs> gonna go there i was gonna go that she was smoking marijuana for the first time and then got paranoid but she was legitimately paranoid mm. she was paranoid that somebody was following her or uh, stalking her or something like that and then her stepmother and even herself was probably aware of the fact that she was paranoid and freaking out so she's like i just i don't want to be out anymore i want to be home and safe Mm -hmm. so that this paranoia can kind of run its course and then um it was legitimate paranoia and someone abducted her i can see that yeah i could see either of them i don't know it's hard to I don't know. I mean, that's what's fun about these mysterious things. Even the paranormal stuff is there's so many explanations for Mm -hmm. it. There's rational ones, and then there's mysterious ones, and then there's ones that make sense but also don't at the same time. Um, In 2008, um, an 18-year-old went for a walk. He told his dad he was going for a walk. Mm -hmm. And he never came back, was missing for seven years, and then they found him dead in a chimney. Dead in a chimney? That's really creepy. I have a theory that he was a thief. It was an abandoned house. So maybe he was an urban explorer, like uh, urban exploration. There's like a community of people who go explore um, abandoned places, right? Mm -hmm. And he just wasn't safe. And I mean, that's a really good place to go missing. I mean, like in terms of like effectiveness, not it's not good to actually get stuck in a chimney and die that's what i'm saying i'm saying it's like that's a really um because you wouldn't expect to find someone like someone to go missing in a place that was already abandoned Mm -hmm. and like never mind a chimney especially if it's abandoned and you don't really want to worry about how you're getting in and out well the police said that 
that he probably tried to shimmy down the chimney to get into the cabin, mm-hmm. but the coroner was like, eh, I don't know. Like, they said it was really, like, like almost looked like it wasn't an accident, the death. Yeah, because then I was thinking the other thing could be is he, he was murdered or killed by accident. Yeah. Right? Like, maybe he was on a walk and he was hit by a car and the person um, shoved him down a chimney because that's the last place somebody would look, mm-hmm. right? Especially an abandoned house. Yeah. And it's like, man, you got to be kind of screwed up to think of that. Not screwed up. Yeah, I'm getting a little creeped out too. Sorry, guys, if this is too scary. I think we'll wrap it up now. Yeah. With the. But if you guys have any like ghost stories or mysterious things that's happened to you, like share them with us, and maybe we'll talk about them in the next like creepy podcast that we do. Yeah. Yeah. And let us know what you think. If this is not your cup of tea, um, let us know. Let us know. We. We won't make another one, or we'll make one that's less scary. Or if you have, like, explanations that we didn't talk about, then let us know in the comments, or email us. Yeah. And then, like, this is, like, this is unexplained. I like unexplained Mm. things. But I'm not really a big murder, true crime person. I don't really like that very much. Even though, like, a lot of those ones that you told me, my explanation was basically crime. Well, sorry, but for the last one, um, the coroner, like ultimately ruled it like accidental hmm. but in the report it's all like skeptical it's all yeah like this yeah. dude was murdered <laughs> yeah interesting yeah super weird anyways only only his ghost will know i guess so we should that's why him. it's like really interesting when you get the spirit box and you're like how did you die and they're like jeff <laughs> that's not how it went no i know <laughs> just kidding <laughs> all right anyways um if you've been watching our podcast you know that at the end of every one, we highlight a, I was burp, I'm sorry, a charity in the Vancouver area, because that's where we live. Um, the one for this week is called Mission Possible, and they help people who are um, homeless or at risk learn like life skills, and they give them jobs and like teach them all sorts of stuff. It's basically, I mean, I can just read you... I always do that. (laughs) I try to summarize in my own words when I could just be reading it off my phone. Mission Possible is supporting individuals who are challenged with poverty to navigate a journey to employment. We support, I mean, we... They support. They support. We do this through supporting individuals with training and coaching in our work readiness program and offer transitional work opportunities in our social enterprises. Cool. So if you want to donate to them... Or if you just want to go read about them, it's mission-possible.ca. We'd really appreciate it if you donated. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, thank you guys for watching or mm-hmm. listening. Um, Sorry if we creeped you out. Yeah. But sometimes <laughs> it's fun, you know? People like scary movies and stuff because of the thrill. Yeah. Um, I like this kind of stuff because of the thrill. I'm not really a big horror movie person. No. But uh, anyways, let us know what you think. Um throw in your two cents or contribute to our speculation on what could have happened or if you have any ghost stories i would love to hear your ghost stories like i love firsthand accounts of like really creepy things that happened Mm -hmm. especially when it's like i don't believe but then this happened to me and now i'm not sure anymore (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah thank you guys for watching and i'll see you in the next one bye bye (laughs)